0: And so Psalm 106 is really a neat psalm. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar uh, with this or not, but the psalms are actually divided up into five parts. Okay? They're divided up into five parts. Yeah, just like the Torah. Five books of Torah, five books of psalms. That's why in some of your Bibles, if you turn to Psalm 106 and you go to the very end of it, right at the very end of it, it'll say book five, beginning in Psalm 107. And it is very interesting. They're kind of thematic, not perfectly thematic, but kind of thematic. But you know when each one of these section ends because they're very similar, they all end with the word, amen. They all end with, um, you know, blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Uh, and it's in five different spots where you see that. So that's kind of interesting. For more information on that, take the, Torah, uh, take the uh, writings course at uh, MSI and we go through uh, you know all of that but uh, I did want to talk a little bit about this psalm because it is related not only to the goodness of God and reminding us you know of the wonders of God and a good thing for kids to memorize but also you know this week was Tisha B'Av and Psalm 106 plays a very interesting role in understanding Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av means the ninth of Av. It's a date. Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av, the Hebrew month of Av. And that is the traditional day when we remember the destruction of the first temple, the destruction of the second temple, and all of the judgments and bad things that have happened to the Jewish people. And the tradition is, is to come together and sit on the floor and to read the Book of Lamentations. Uh, And that kind of makes sense when you think about it, right? You know, the Book of Lamentations, sitting on the floor, a sign of mourning and and all of that. Uh, And uh, uh, But even though it is a sign of mourning, it is not a sign of of, uh, being destitute. It's not a sign of uh, throwing in the towel. It's like a lost cause. No, it is like a cry to God, a lament to God, to bring healing, to bring to bring restoration, and so on, and so that's like the lowest point. The three weeks leading up to it is like going down, you know, from the seventeenth of Tammuz. It's like the th- called the three weeks of mourning. till you get to the day of Tisha B'av, then it's like a pivot, and then it begins to go up, like going up to Yerushalayim to, uh, you know, uh, for uh, restoration and. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Uh, And that's why Mila read Psalm 40 uh, today, the beginning of of that. Uh, And so in Psalm 106, it's real interesting. Uh, So uh, we're not gonna have time to go through all 48 verses, although I'd love to, but um, uh, the beginning of it and the end of it is like a sandwich. The beginning and the end are like a sandwich. The beginning says, Praise the Lord, O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Who can speak the mighty deeds of the Lord, or who can show forth his praise? How blessed are those who keep justice and practice righteousness at all times. Right? Remember me, O oh Lord, in thy favor toward thy people. Visit me in thys- with thy salvation, that I may see the prosperity of the chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory in thine inheritance. So far, so good. You go to the very end of it, and uh, we read here uh, in verse 47. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from all the nations to give thanks to thy holy name and glory in in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. So if that was the whole psalm, it'd be fantastic. You know, and it's a great reminder that God's said his steadfast, loyal love, has no end. Uh, and that it continues forever and that we can always count on God's loyal, steadfast love, no matter what. Uh, and so the beginning of it is a call for people to remember that. Don't forget that. Don't forget the loyal love of God. And then there's something else that's interesting in verse 4 when it says, Remember me, O Lord, in your favor toward the people. We spend a lot of time talking about it's not just about me. It's about us, right? We're part of something bigger than ourselves. Yet we are part of that, right? And so in Psalm 106 in verse 4, it's kind of interesting where the psalmist says, Remember me. Uh, and, And so it says, Remember me, O Lord, in thy favor toward thy people. Visit me with deliverance. So God does care about every single one of us in the midst of the whole. So isn't that a great thing for our kids to know? That God cares about them. Kids, God cares about you even though it's not about you. He cares about you, but it's about all of us together. But he cares about every single one of us. He knows every one of our names. He knows us from the inside out. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows our fears. He knows our hopes. He knows all of it. Uh, And uh, and so that's kind of interesting. Now the big middle part, the big middle part uh, is in verse 6. It says, we have sinned. (laughs) We have sinned like our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have behaved wickedly. Uh, And so you have now all of these verses, like 20 some odd verses, talking about Jewish history and all of the things that we've done wrong. All of the, you know, the wilderness wanderings. And so it's like a retrospect. It was written way later, looking back at Jewish history. Probably written at the end of the captivity, looking back and saying, we've sinned like our fathers. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of the the beginning of the prophet Zechariah. In Zechariah chapter 1, it says this in verses 5 and 6. um, I'm sorry, verses uh, in verse 4. Do not be like your fathers to whom the former prophets proclaimed, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Uh, Where are your fathers now? (laughs) Do Do they live forever? Do the prophets live forever? No, don't be like your ancestors who sinned in the in the wilderness, right? And you know, in a lot of these verses that talk about the history of the sinfulness of Israel, you see a lot of echoes here that Paul uses, especially in the first chapter of the book of Romans, where he talks about that. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and also in the book of Hebrews, you see familiar passages in Psalm 106 that talk about, that they're like lamenting, uh, you know, our our past. But what do we read in this lament? Is it just a a lament? Well, what we read is like in verse 13, our people did not wait for God's counsel and went ahead of him. In verse 16, they were jealous of other people. Uh, And then we read uh, in many verses how they joined themselves to sinful practices. And they were judged, chastised for it. But then we read about how Moses interceded. Moses came in between uh, the people and God. And then we read also, that's in verse uh, 23. And in verse 30, we read Pinchas, Phinehas, Pinchas, how he interceded on behalf of the people as well. So it is interesting that Psalm 106 is the end of book four of the Psalms. And book four of the Torah is the book of Numbers that goes through this uh, history of grumbling and not believing and not trusting and being judged and, and so on. And in all of it, God never gives up on the people. That's why at the beginning and the end, it's saying, remember who God is. You can come to him you can confess your sins and be restored you can you can always run to God. And so in verse 44 you have the end of all of this litany of sins being told. And then it says nevertheless he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry and he remembered his covenant for their sake and relented according to the greatness of his loving kindness. He also made them objects of compassion in the presence of all their captors. What That is very poetic in Hebrew, because the word, uh, you have nachum and you have racham. Nachum is not in, uh, it, it is the same root, but it's not the same word as comfort. Uh, it's a different word and it actually means more, it's like a first cousin of that word. It means really like to feel sorry for, to feel sorry for. And it's like God felt sorry for the people and he had compassion on them. And so he held back, he held back the ultimate judgment because he loved the people and he felt bad for them. He felt bad because they're so weak. It kind of reminds me of how a parent disciplines children. It's a very bittersweet event, right? Uh, on one level, oh, this is a teachable moment, right? But then on the other hand, it breaks your heart to see your kids cry or uh, be denied something fun. It breaks your heart, right? But, you know, you can't really give in because then they're not learning anything. And so God teaches us the lesson, but he feels sorry and he has compassion on us unlike the gods of the nations who didn't feel sorry for anybody uh, and only uh, existed for their own pleasure. Uh, And so here, uh, uh, when it says, he relented according to the greatness of his loving kindness, and he made them objects of compassion. It's like a rhyme in Hebrew. It's kind of interesting. But the greatness of his loving kindness, you'll notice it's at the beginning of the psalm, and it's here toward the end of the psalm. It's sandwiched. God's loyal love. You know, the Bible says, seek me and you'll find me. Seek me and you'll find me. What that means is, it's not, God's not hiding. He's basically saying, if you open your eyes, you'll find me. And so when we sin, when we do wrong, it's never a lost cause. Never, ever, no matter how much and no matter what consequences we may face in this world from the sinful choices we make no matter what the consequences are, God is always willing to receive us back. And Yeshua, this is the heart of Yeshua. When you think about the prodigal son, you know, he's waiting for the son to finally come home and welcomes him with open arms. And also in uh, Luke chapter 15, when you read about the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son, the same chapter, it's all about uh, God. Uh, uh, caring about every single one of us. Like, you know, with the lost sheep, you know, there's 99, but he goes off to find the one. He cares deeply for each one of us. And that is what Psalm 106 is all about. And so how important it is for all of our people, whether they're five or 95, to know that. That no matter how bad you may feel about yourself, God is always there to receive you in. Only you know the really worst things about yourself, right? But you know that God knows them too. But he forgives them. He forgives That's what loving, you know, loving kindness is very close to the word salvation. And salvation means being delivered. He delivers you from the darkness of guilt and sinfulness and and you know how it says at the beginning of the psalm how blessed that's the word ashray how happy how joyful how relieved are those who who keep justice which means who practice doing the right things at all times when we do the right things we don't have to hide we don't feel guilty uh you know uh, it's all good we don't have to sp- spend all that energy trying to be something we're not when we do the right thing right and even when we stumble and when we mess up, uh, God is there to receive us. And, you know, we're there to receive each other because we're called to be like the incarnation of who God is, of the character of God. That's why we should always be forgiving because God's loving kindness it has no end. And so, therefore, our loving kindness, our loyal, steadfast love for others should have no boundaries or limits. Right. Sometimes we have to have boundaries uh, in order to um, stay on the right path, but in terms of forgiveness and love and all of that, there are no bounds. And uh, and so the point of Psalm 106 is: don't forget to run to God. Don't forget He never gives up on you. He loves you. So be encouraged. And you know our goal, our goal with our kids at Camp Yaladim. And our entire youth ministry from day one always has been that we're not just like doing kids stuff you know it's not just about uh, there's the adult stuff and there's the kids stuff everything we do is to raise strong Messianic adults everything we do so when we have so when we go to everybody's house and have water fights the idea is inclusion their belonging uh and it's healthy you know and and fun and we want our kids to go away saying hey oh beth messiah oh camp Yaladim. oh good that was a good time you know uh i want to uh, uh I, and what they're really experiencing is is the love and acceptance of god in all of that see and it's all about discipleship and growth and so uh, the memorization of the verses is very very important now in other years in normal years karen bass has all kinds of uh, bells and whistles of leading our kids and memorizing memorizing the verses this year caroline and Catherine fleming made those videos fantastic uh, and so uh may we just close on uh, just the very beginning praise the lord oh give thanks to the lord for he is good for his chesed is everlasting his loving kindness is indeed forever. Amen. And, uh, and so may we, uh, may we remember that. And so why don't we just take a moment and pray. Lord, uh, as we remember Tisha B'Av, the day of mourning and of ju- judgment and chastisement, thank you, Lord, that we know we're not lost. Thank you that you've never given up on us. Lord, and thank you that now we look forward to the high holy days. We look forward to redemption and reconciliation and restoration. Uh, And may we be comforted as Mila read, comfort, comfort, comfort my people. May we be comforted with the hope of Messiah, not comforted with making the world a better place or everything we see around us, but comforted with the transformation that comes in Messiah Yeshua. May that be our message. May that be what people know about us uh, individually and as a a community. And uh, and may we always be able to run to God and know that indeed we are forgiven, we are cleansed in Messiah Yeshua when we confess our sins. Thank you, Lord, for that great promise that you are just, Lord, uh, and uh, that you uh, cleanse us and forgive us of all of our sins, Lord. So we thank you, God. We thank you that your chesed means that it comes from your heart. It's not just uh, being a tzaddik, being righteous. It's not only the right thing to do, it is above and beyond it. It, it. From your heart, Lord, you go above and beyond and forgive us when we could indeed be judged. You forgive us, Lord. And uh, God, we are ever thankful indeed for that. Thank you for Camp Yeladim. Thank you for all of our participants and leaders and and everyone, Lord. Uh, May it make a difference in the lives of all of us. And we pray in Messiah's name.